0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome
0: one, welcome all. It's the greatest show of them all. It is the NFC. East mixtape, which you can listen to on all of SB Nation NSCE's blog podcast networks. You can also watch this show on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. If you do that, you will see he himself, he is him, the one and only Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. You can also see me. Uh, I am my version of him. I am R. Cho from Blog and the Boys, and not in my usual setup, not with my usual sound quality. Um, I'm in California at the moment. It is training camp season. Brandon, um, it's Wednesday for us, Thursday for the listener. Uh, it's good to see you in um, a Philadelphia Athletics hat.
1: RJ, it's nice to see you as well. I just want to give a big shout out at the top to two of our most dedicated loyal listeners here on the NFC East Mixtape. That's one, Holden and Elizabeth. We got married over the weekend, RJ. Actually, I married them. I'm sure I saw know. that. Yeah. Yeah. On my Instagram story, it was fun. It was a big surprise. No one, most people did not know that it was going to be happening. They thought they were just coming to a house party in the, at the end of July on a Saturday. But it turns out that a um, little surprise wedding. And uh, now Holden and Elizabeth are having fun in Italy for a honeymoon slash work. So uh, congrats to them. I know they'll be listening to the pods maybe on the airplane or at some point. So uh, shout out to them.
0: Yeah. Um, shout out, but like a bit of a, back shout out because I congratulated Holden on Instagram and I understand mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Didn't get a response. You know what I mean? Like that's just, you know, <laughs> Oh, he's busy. Uh, Come on. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I know I'm, I'm just like, you know, I did, but I didn't even get like the double tap, like, like of the message. Mm. I responded to you because I saw you, you know, you were tagged and I was like, holy crap, BLG is like marrying people. Right. Um, and, uh, and right. And you, you did the double tap, you you know, you did the the base, base minimum level of protocol um but so the nsd's fix tape now has an ordained minister on the show on a regular basis that's true that's pretty cool
1: how long did, did the you... process take oh it's very easy it's it's incredibly simple but uh if you want me to do your wedding listener uh i will consider it to let you know reach out to me and i will you up on cameo
0: and he'll consider doing your wedding
1: there's other ways wow. to contact me but that's that is that is one but uh we have a big show today rj and we're tight on time
0: We do. Um, Can I offer a brief message to the Blog of the Boys listeners? Um, Uh Well, no. I mean, just for scheduling, I think. You're resigning? What? This episode is going out on Thursday um, in the normal spot of my show individually, the Ocho. That's not happening this week. Just too busy being out here at camp. So um, apologies that this show did not go out yesterday for you, um, but we're putting this show in that slot. We do have videos on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel breaking down um each day of cowboys camp uh if you want to go watch them they are about 20-25 minutes just kind of discussing the activities of the day uh myself and rudy jay who i work with um over at san Antonio sports star so um, if you're looking for stuff i know it was a weird week for the podcast schedule and i appreciate brandon for being uh malleable and flexible uh the way that you are so um yeah BLG, it's training camp season football is, like I know we, we did the, like, football is back a million times thing, but if you say it in August, it's really back. Like, in fact, the day that this episode's going out, there's a football game
1: happening yeah. in the NFL. That's crazy. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is, you know, it is what it is. It's not, like, a, a very exciting game, but it's crazy that, like, football is just here. thirty back in terms of actually being played. RJ, I guess we should talk about the big standouts from training camp, or what are the big storylines happening in each training camp uh, right. team? each team's training camp for the eagles rj um not a lot of drama you know a lot of these teams have like holdouts i mean cowboys among them or you know like it, like th- th- some kind of drama with like jonathan taylor for the Colts. like there's a lot of john payton some-
0: robert sala yeah exactly
1: right. some weird kind of national like some big storyline going on eagles not really and i think that's a great place to be i think they're happy with that that they don't really have that um the biggest thing you could say that it's approaching kind of drama is Hassan Reddick was asked about his contract on after practice we'll on, on Tuesday and yeah well there there were some kind of like uh, I don't want to say I don't wanna make too much there were some questions in OTAs when he wasn't there which you know OTAs are voluntary but Hassan Reddick is from Camden New Jersey just right across the river from Philly and he works out in Philly so it's not like you know, oh, he lives in California and he just didn't want to be in Philly. Like, he's in the area anyway. He's just choosing not to attend. And that's fine. I'm not criticizing him for that. But uh, he was asked about, you know, his contract and does he feel underpaid and didn't deny it. He he wasn't like, no. Uh, And so, you know, I don't think it's a situation where he's going to be holding out. He's obviously at practice. Uh, He has not been a full participant yet. He missed the first few days. He's been upgraded to limited. So he's still he's there um i don't know that it's quite holding in because he is doing some work It's not like he's doing nothing at all um but it is interesting and he is really underpaid relative to the top of the market i think he's what like 15th or so 19th highest paid edge rusher
0: it's like we said the probability of him having a similar season is you know like his earning power will probably never be as high relative to like his current status in the nfl so like it makes sense to you know want to capitalize on that and so i know you're saying it's not that like it's not exactly what's happening but it would make sense if he wanted to go down that road
1: the money it's not just about the rank too it's like the amount of money it's like 10 or like 15 10 to 15 million less per year than the top earners like you know tj watt and miles garrett who by the way are the only two players with more sacks than the son since 2020 like so he definitely has a case at the same time He signed a three-year deal last year, and it's kind of hard to expect the team to just rip up that contract a year into the deal and give you a whole new deal, especially in the context that, like, Hassan Reddick was a free agent the previous two off-seasons. So it's not like he didn't have a chance to test the market. He did twice, and the market spoke on him, and I do think he was ultimately undervalued, but I think it's a situation where I think they're just going to redo his contract after this year. Because after this year, he'll be going to the last year of his deal. And at that point, you can kind of like, you know, give him an extension kind of or kind of lengthen it out so that way he gets some new money and everything. But outside of that, there really just isn't a lot of drama here in Eagles camp. Um, I would say Jalen Hurts is looking good, and that's really encouraging to see. He has yet to throw an interception in training camp, and I think that speaks to how he really hasn't put in putting the ball in harm's way. He just had his uh, two of his sharpest practices, out of the four days they've been practicing, so those are the big storylines here in Philly. um
0: Any padded practices yet for the Eagles?
1: They had one, yeah, on Tuesday. That okay. was their first one. So Eagles camp so far. Uh, I don't know how the Cowboys have been doing it, but like Eagles camp, basically in terms of media attended practices, has been every other day. It's like one practice, and then the next day they'll either have like a walkthrough, which is closed to media, and it's just a walkthrough. They're just going right. through at a very slow pace there isn't really much to even see which is why media isn't there and then practice again and then like an off day so they keep it really light it obviously worked out well for them last year and knock on wood they have not had any kind of major injuries since camp started they had a couple guys like avante maddox and derek Barnett enter camp um with injuries that were pre-existing and they were limited but there's no one like there's no big new injuries or anything
0: um I mean, I think that's how the Giants are going about this. We'll get to them and obviously the Cowboys in a moment. Uh, but, I mean, that seems pretty chalk. Like, that's the word it sounds like, right? Except for the Hassan Reddick, Like, you don't even know what to call it. Like, because it's not a holdout or holding, in, like, at least on the surface. Um, so, I feel like the most exciting thing has been the Kelly Green jerseys. Like, that's yes. the, the most, like, the thing, how do you the feel thing about I them? saw I the get most. Your,
1: I want to get your take on that because, you know, you're, well, you're a jersey guy.
0: I definitely want to offer a take, but I don't want to, like, just move past the football because that's like that's the most important thing. Like, we finally have football to talk about. Um, so it's important that um, Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown an interception. Dak Prescott can't say that right now, which I'm sure makes you happy. Um, and, um, oh, I also saw uh, – I don't know if it was Nick Sirianni, but I saw the gassing up of DeAndre Swift has officially begun. Um, yeah. That's what we're starting to see. Like, the, the hype machine around DeAndre Swift is officially off. Yeah, I, I –
1: like, I don't – so I, this is the kind of practice setting that DeAndre Swift should thrive in, at least thus far, especially before um, the first padded practice because they're just running around in shorts. He's athletic. He can catch the ball. Defenders can't tackle him. There's no wear and tear like that. So this is the setting he should look good in, to be clear. But there is something definitely to the fact that I think the Eagles are going to use their running backs in the passing game more than they did last year, which is a very low bar to clear. I think they were like the lowest, uh, they ranked among the lowest teams or were the lowest team in terms of running back reception utilization. So that is an interesting kind of wrinkle, I guess, to the Eagles offense, which was already so good last year. And they're returning a lot of those same players and pieces for the most part, but with a new offensive coordinator in Brian Johnson and Uh, some new talent in the backfield especially I think there is something to the fact that the running backs might be a little bit more involved in the passing game this year so that's kind of a new wrinkle they can add to the offense and it's looked good in camp Swift had a really good catch the other day like I don't know 30 40 yards down the field got interfered with too still made the the play it was really impressive so um, I'm not like buying into DeAndre Swift is the player that Miles Sanders was last year in terms of utilization and he's like your top alpha back, but I definitely think he's going to lead the team in receptions by far and has a chance to lead the team in total touches if he is getting the ball a lot as a pass catcher. But um, these have been rotating their backs, honestly, like Trey Sermon, Boston Scott, like um, Rashad Penny and Swift. All of those guys are, and are basically rotating all around with first team, second team, third team. So if you're a fantasy person, really not the ideal setup for you because you don't know what to to expect out of these guys. So, um, but yeah, Swift's looking good, I guess, just like you said. Um, well, good
0: for him. Um, Howie Roseman's a genius high Roseman was right and everybody else was wrong. Um, in terms of trading for him. Um, that's a big thing though, if he could lead the team in total touches and also kind of a, I, I mean, I mean, this, like just, I don't mean this like in a, in a negative way. Like, no, who, who would have thought like that saying, I don't know that he could be what Miles Sanders was, would be like a high bar to clear. You know what I mean? Like I would have, mm-hmm. you know, I at one point thought Miles Sanders was underrated, um, but um, you know, that's just an, I mean, it just speaks to his utilization last year, obviously. Um, by the way, we never talked about Miles Sanders thinking Andy Dalton's a Hall of Famer. Um, that line that like made the, the rounds up was really funny. Um, okay, I also I just wanted to get through uh, all these things really quickly. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to forget because so much has happened. I also saw you tweeted um, that um, the, there's water under the bridge with Darius Slay. And Patricia. So Mm -hmm. that hasn't been like a thing bubbling. Um, You spoke to that, obviously, with no drama happening. Um, Mm -hmm. So, okay. So all football stuff is where it needs to be. Um, What about, before we get to the uniforms, Jalen Hurts having a lock screen of himself? What are your thoughts
1: on this? (laughs) I wanted to get your (laughs) thoughts on this. I mean, he, he did this back at Alabama. I don't know if you saw the context when they lost the championship game or whatever back then. So this isn't new for him. It's very on brand for him. I feel like it's something that you think is try hard. I feel like you're not going to like it, but I mean, I think it's authentic to his character and who he is. He is extremely driven and motivated. And I I mean, how, if you're an Eagles fan, how do you not like that? How do you not like that? Your this loss that hurt you a lot. Also hurt your starting quarterback a lot. Um,
0: my only take on this, cause I don't have like a, what a weirdo take. Like that's not, I don't have any thoughts at all. Like, you know, it's, I agree with, I agree with the sentence you said, like if you're an Eagles fan, how do you not love it? Um, and that's, like, my take is, like, if you're an Eagles fan that has hated on Dak Prescott forever for, like, all this stuff, like, you're, you've, you've got, you know, you're a little bit of a hypocrite at this point. Like, because, and that's, that's my take is, like, from a personality standpoint, and I, I think you and I both agree they're both, like, exemplary human beings. They're the same person. You know what I mean? Like, like in terms of, like, personality and, like, demeanor and saying and doing the right thing off the field um, and not, like, the football cliche, you know, whatever, silly stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're, they're both that dude. And that's yeah, you know, that's all I'm saying. Like in, and I'm not saying they're the same player or anything like that. But they are both the same, you know, appropriately driven guy off of the field. I don't have like a, a passion. For so just it was yeah. a funny story. It's I also thought it was funny the way it was found out. I mean, it's not like, yeah. like it's it's not like he tweeted the screenshot or anything. It, it no, was just like, was, yeah. I know. But it, it's, it was so funny how it was he was like trying to record something right, and somebody like happened to notice the lock screen.
1: It happened during the Eagles rookie singing. Uh, it sounds like the Eagles don't do much hazing. There's one little right. hazing thing is in good fun, seemingly, where they just make the rookies sing uh, songs up on the stage. And right, a lot of the team. Cowboys do this too, right. Yeah, and yeah, it's not like super rare. But yeah, Hertz was just recording, I think, one of the rookies. And it just so happened, you know, that his lock screen showed up in someone's like Instagram live or whatever. Um, Very funny. My thoughts on the jerseys, um, love it. Absolutely love it. Like, I yeah. bring them all
0: back. Like, absolutely love this. I This is my specific take on this, and I don't know the times they're being worn against the Dolphins and Dolphins
1: and the Bills. Okay, so that's like, like I think late October and November. You have to these, wait a little bit. These games have to be
0: at noon. That's my take on the Kelly Green jerseys. They're not jerseys. Crazy. They're not jerseys that that would look good at night to me. The Eagles that's all insane. Black, the that's Eagles so all wrong. black jerseys. The the all black ones look awesome at night. Like objectively. Uh, from like a color standpoint, the, the they're too bright to be worn at night. Like I, when I think of like the times that they were last worn, like when McNabb wore them or whatever, they were day games. That's my take. Uh, my other take, and I think the Dolphins do this well. If you're gonna do, and I, I'm sure the Eagles will, if you're gonna do a throwback thing, you got to do it the whole way. Like you got to see the field, the tarps, the sides. Like there has to be no sign of the like whatever main logo. Like you, it has to be that logo, that color scheme all throughout the world.
1: I agree. I think they will. I would, I would guess they would do that. I think they have enough of a track record with that stuff to give them some benefit out there. But if they don't, I certainly will call that out. And um, I'm a little disappointed. It's in two AFC East teams, like literally the most meaningless games in terms of, you know, like uh, your schedule and like, it's a little disappointing, both, like really both the, the dolphins and the bills, like no NFC East juice to those jerseys, a little disappointed by that. I really think it would be cool to have a throwback versus throwback. I almost wish um, I I would like to see the Cowboys in their retro, which I like, uh, you know, which we've talked about uh, versus the Eagles wearing their. I would like to see a home jersey versus home jersey in Philly with the Kelly Green versus those Cowboys jerseys, which have a lot of white on them anyway. I know blue is still the main color, but I think there's enough white that it's still kind of um gives an away team vibe. I think that would look really fun. There's been talk of how I don't I don't think it'll happen to be clear, but there's been talk of how you know the Dolphins have really nice throwbacks and everything. If they could wear like the white version, you know, of their throwbacks against the Eagles oh, yeah. and the Kelly Green. Like the, a throwback versus throwback I think would be really cool. I'm down for that. Um okay so let's move on. Um I don't think
0: I or rather I think that since we last recorded Trayvon Diggs got his contract. Um Zach Martin obviously hasn't um, at least at the time we're recording this on Wednesday, I mean, that's subject that subject to happen at any moment, obviously. Mm. Um, but so Trayvon Diggs um did not hit the twenty million dollar per year mark, which was a big win for the Cowboys. I mean, it's very difficult to be upset about the deal. It was massive. I I had no faith that they were going to get that one done, and so mm. the, the, the fact that it just um, what do you mean done it.
1: ever or this um, year.
0: I mean, they haven't been the most forward thinking team when it comes to, you know, like, um, well, well, one of our star players is now eligible for an extension. Let's Mm -hmm. let's get it done now. Let's pay market right now so that the future uh, version of us can benefit from this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they don't have a track record of doing that. And Trayvon, unlike all the other players who are in need of contracts right now, was was entering the final year of his contract. You know, he was Mm -hmm. the only one who they were going to have to use the franchise tag next next year on as an example. And so you use the term "there was no drama" or whatever within the Eagles. I would I would offer that same exact statement. And I but Mm. I find that to be amazing um, with the Cowboys because of who they are. Oh, what about Zach Martin? Well, it's still not a dramatic thing. Like it's 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 a big deal. He's not there. But it's not like contentious. Like when Zeke was holding Mm. out, there was contentiousness. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just you know um, I I mentioned I'm here with San Antonio sports star. We had Jerry Jones on on. Tuesday and he was just like very chill like and I don't say that like in Jerry's ride or anything but like there is no like sense of panic there was a sense of panic around the Zeke holdout um four years ago now um it's just a matter of like everyone just kind of taking this day by day but so what I found to be amazing to kind of go back a little bit the Cowboys arrived last week and had their and we talked about this a lot on the books but they had their big you know press conference and they usually are very uh, offering in this press conference and give a lot of information And they were like, yeah, you know, it was actually very boring, which in and of itself was one thing. Uh, But then like three hours later, it's just like announced that they have this hundred million dollar deal almost for Trayvon Diggs. And nobody said a word, um, which is not characteristic behavior for them. So Trayvon gets paid. um, And the Cowboys do have three injuries to monitor that have popped up since. Uh, Safeties, Donovan Wilson. And if you want to classify, Israel Bukuamu. Um, They are both dealing with multi-week injuries. It seems like Donovan Wilson will be back for week one. He was um, a very important part of their defense last year, got a new contract with the team. Um, So, you know, not ideal, but again, thankfully not a situation that's taken him out into the regular season. Uh, So both of them are out multi-weeks. Sam Williams, Cowboys second-year pass rusher, had something pop up earlier this week. It was a shoulder strain. Um, He did return to individual drills on Tuesday, but he did leave practice early. Um, but so it seems like he's okay. They're just kind of easing him back in. But that's something like so they've got you know on paper they have a holdout with arguably their best player. <laughs> they have three defensive no you know th- three defensive high level contributors who are dealing with multi week injuries. But and like I've, this is my fourth time coming to Cowboys camp. Um, normally there are there are like senses of panic around things like this and there isn't, you know what I mean? And, and call it like foolishness or whatever, like hand in, head in the sand, whatever. But like there is, it is, I wouldn't say like calm or whatever, but it's just it's just business as usual, which is kind of nice um, and rare for them as a team. Um, I've seen now two practices since I've been here. They are off the day you and I are recording closed session of the media, similar thing. Uh, they had padded practice practices for the first time on Monday and the second round on Tuesday. Um, Tuesday was an excellent day for Dak Prescott. Um, he was on fire. He had, he did have a horrible interception. I'm doing a radio show, so I missed the first hour of practice, um, which is it's, it, I'm sure similar for the Eagles. A lot a lot of warming up and stretching. So, um, thankfully, get out there for the meat of the action. But on Monday, he had a horrible interception that looked like um, some That's the one miscommunication. That went viral. Yeah, it looked it looked like some miscommunication with Brandon Cooks. Sure. Uh, Malik. It it was just this fly ball that Malik Hooker fielded um it wasn't even like a cool interception you know it wasn't it wasn't like a break on the ball or anything it was just kind of boring honestly um but so Dak looked incredible on tuesday um i tweeted out some videos and shared those um all over the place if anybody wants to look at them um i would say cd lamb um i don't know i don't have any interest in like ranking cd lamb like oh he's the like sixth or seventh best receiver in the nfl where like wherever he is he will be better than that that's i, I feel he's he is ascending like he is he looks like the best player on offense. Um, just, it looks so much easier for him compared to everybody else. Um, my other big main takeaway is that I, no matter what every Cowboys fan wants to believe at some point, Micah Parsons will regress, right? Like, like, yeah. like at some point it, you just can't be like better than the best. Um, that's not happening this year. He is on, um, on Monday, a friend of mine, Bobby Bell caught the video of this. He, and I know this isn't peak prime Tyron Smith. he, like, one hand through time. I've never seen any human being do that. Like, it was unreal, um, but he did. And so, uh, the Cowboys defense had the early edge on on the offense as a whole. And on Tuesday, they were kind of jawing at each other a little bit. But um, so far, so good in a football sense.
1: My takeaway from Cowboys camp from afar is some, some talking going on. Some talking, definitely. I mean, you have Micah Parsons out here oh saying that gosh, the Cowboys are the go. top team in the NFC. You have Jerry ah. Jones issuing like a warning of sorts to the rest of the division saying that everyone else needs to be on their game. Um, although he did also offer respect to the other teams. Um, who else am I missing? I feel like there was something else. Just feels like there's been like a lot of uh, chatter coming from the Cowboys, um, a team that has perennially disappointed. So it's kind of a little interesting to me. And Hey, if you back it up, we've talked about you know how we endorse uh, coming out and, and and if you have proven it you have the right to say things and if you do put out something and you do back it up okay you, as you should great good job by you but you know it does put pressure on you to to live up to that so this thing is a little interesting I'm not like saying oh wow this is pathetic and they're totally delusional that's not what I'm saying I just it's it's like a little chatter I noticed some a little chatter coming out of Cowboys camp if you're a Cowboys fan that's your like takeaway Oh, maybe you like that swagger. Well, yeah, I'm not there every day. What else takeaway I'm going to have? I'm just saying I see a little common thread in Micah talking and Jerry Jones talking. I just I noticed there's a little bit a little bit of chatter going on. Okay, so you have noticed that even though you haven't
0: been at Cowboys camp every day, but you were silent on Jalen Carter. Offering his opinion
1: on the Cowboys. So he didn't actually say that in camp, to be clear. He oh, said my God. Uh, no, I'm not saying. Oh, so what?
0: It just popped this week, though. Like, that's the yeah, point. But I'm saying,
1: week. I'm just giving context. I'm not saying, I'm not. it's not a commentary. The contextualizing on how the area, Cowboys like, live rent-free in Jalen Carpenter. I'm saying that he said that at a, uh, his own football camp, which is back in, you know, pre-training camp. But he did say that. And he did say he's ready to kill the Cowboys. And, yeah, I like that. But there was that, thing, and that's, like, that is the more the most flagrant thing that anybody has said. Okay. Micah, it,
0: it is. I mean, like it, it is. And again, Jalen uh, justified the term rent free by being like, I know what it is around here. Like that's what it is. Like that's the only mm. only reason the Eagles exist is to try to beat the Eagles. He proved that. So, All right. You. Um I'm very excited about Brandon Cooks. Um mm-hmm. he's very, very, very fast. Um, something that's really been interesting, obviously Mike McCarthy is the play caller. I did, I'm sure you saw, I, I wrote about this and did a lot of stuff around this. Um, last week before I got out here, uh, he sat down with NFL Network um, when they were out here and um, and Brian Baldinger asked him about his run the ball comment, which is the only thing that anybody ever heard him say. And he, in the kindest way possible was like, y'all are so dumb for, for like, just, just thinking that. Like anyone who believes that or ever believed that to me is really silly. Um, but at one point, I wrote about this um, every day. The Cowboys practice. I do a, a takeaways article and like observations, news notes, things like that at dtb I know Ed's doing that at uh, Big Review as well. That's a great job with that always. But um, on Tuesday, at one point, Deuce Vaughn and Cavante Turpin were lined up in the backfield simultaneously, and it was one play, wow. one moment in time. Um, I know, like I'm not trying to like, oh my gosh, like watch yeah, out, revolutionize <laughs> like, but, the right. NFL. Yeah. But like that is. And has been rare, um, okay. for this, at least, you know, like the conversation you've heard me say this many times has been about how they need to get more explosive playmakers. They've had C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard, um, and they have talked about Chirpin, Turpin, um, you know, casually about using him on offense. I buy it. Like, I'm, I'm ready to buy that they're willing to use him on offense. I didn't know that he would make, I haven't done a 53-minute roster projection, but if I had done one a week or two weeks ago, I wouldn't have included him because I don't, you and I have talked about this, how, you know, as a returner, if you're just a returner, you don't offer a lot to an NFL team anymore uh, because of the rule changes and things like that. So, I mean, the fact that they're incorporating and utilizing him on offense is a good thing. I didn't see this myself, um, but it's set up for an easy joke. Like I said, I was on the air for the first hour of practice, but we had a, a wireless mic out there, and, and Rudy, who was um, in the video with me on our, that we shot for our YouTube channel, he saw it. At one point, um, the Cowboys pitched it back to Kevante on a lateral, and he threw a touchdown um and so again silly sort of thing but like that's like first of all number nine throwing a touchdown again for the cowboys kind of cool um but but uh but like <laughs> okay. the, but that um that is, is rarefied air for them you know what i mean like having this this many explosive playmakers involved okay. at once um it's an exciting thing my last takeaway um this is it's hard to trust um but Jalen tolbert has gotten a lot of hype in year two okay. and cowboys players have really gassed him up uh, Brandon Cooks actually on NFL Network a few weeks ago. He said it's really nice to be around other elite receivers, and he he cited CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Jalen Tolbert. It was like, what? <laughs> like you know, like. So, but it just I mean, it kind of felt it kind of you, felt like they were trying to hype him up, you know, like that like kind of big brothers help the little brothers. I'm sure. sure, yeah, and you. um, and I'm 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 willing to buy stock. Like he he looks. Okay. I mean, if they might be training camp eyes. You know how those exist, but like it. I, I mean, the bar is low, but he will definitely be a better player than last year. But like the other thing is, Dak is is very focused on him. Like the opportunities will be there at the very least. I'm I'm very intrigued by him. I think the the boldest take is, and I've seen this on Twitter from certain you know Cowboys people. I would like if you told me that you time traveled and at the end of the year, you know, wide receiver three for the Cowboys was Jalen Tolbert over Michael Gallup. I don't think that's inconceivable. Mm. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that, but I don't think it's inconceivable.
1: Inconceivable as RJ takes a him? sip of his draft iced coffee. It's he has iced coffee that's in like a cup that looks like he went to a bar and instead of getting like you know like a Bud Light or whatever, uh, it's just and for the video, it's, it's very audience, clearly putting it up to the screen. Um, but when it, it looked fuller, it was just like very interesting to me, anyway. Um, am, yeah. are you ready to talk about Giants Camp?
0: I am after we take a very quick break here. we on our sponsors. Welcome back. While we were gone, Brandon looked through six vinyl albums to pick his mm. song for today.
1: I don't and
0: have
1: any vinyl. I do a record player, so that is not true. That's not true. <sighs> okay. It is true. Um, the New York Football
0: Giants, uh, everybody had the BigBlueView.com, Ed Valentine yeah. wrote takeaways from New York Giants. First, padded a practice at training camp. This was on Tuesday. Um, and so um, Ed's takeaways, BLG, were that Defense kind of won the day, which is generally kind of a a theme, I think, throughout a lot of camps across the NFL, certainly happening with the Cowboys, as mentioned. Um, So Ed titled this section, The Main Event, Mm. um, and and this is what he wrote. That would be the one-on-one drills between the offensive and defensive line. Here we go. Rookie center John Michael Schmitz had two one-on-one reps against Dexter Lawrence. I Mm. love the way
1: Ed wrote this. And acquitted himself well. Wow. Look at that. That's impressive for a rookie. I mean, you know, it's only a couple reps, but like, you know, that's what you want to see out of a guy who's going to be your starting center and going up against a very high quality player. So that's encouraging for them. Uh, Did you have anything else from that section?
0: Second-year right tackle. These are Edwards. Uh Evan Neal struggled to match Aziz Ojalari's speed mm. on one rush. So well. he may have guided the third-year edge defender around the pocket. Mm. Matched up with Kayvon Thibodeau. It looked like Neal controlled Thibodeau initially, but then lost to an inside
1: move. If Evan Neal doesn't make a leap this year, that's a... It's a big concern. It's a it's a big issue for the Giants if he does not even he doesn't even have to be an All Pro, but like if he doesn't make a leap to competence, then that's like a huge weakness that they have on the right side, and that could really just not be very tenable for them.
0: Um, among Ed's notes, uh, there's nothing really like massive, no like huge pizzazz. There were no significant injuries, so the Giants aren't dealing with anything on that front. Um, the Giants had, we started to see like the viral clips around camps. They had, who was it? One of their defenders had like, he had like had the Jordan pose one-handed Decent interception. That was, that was pretty that sick. Was sick. That was a crazy it was, interception. It was really sick. Um, it was one of those things like you could, I don't think you could do that again. You know what I mean? Like no. the, the timing of it was so perfect.
1: Um, but um, yeah. I have a couple I mean, of notes here. Different article okay. on Big Blue View from Nick Filato. He mentioned that um, Darren Waller. Uh, is obviously looking good. So, you know, not necessarily a shock. He should look good in this setting. the setting. More the que- it's not the question isn't is Darren Waller have any talent. I mean he does. It's a matter of, you know, how is he gonna hold up over the course of the season after kind of having injury issues and such over the past couple of years. But he also mentioned in here some of the youth, um Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt seems to be looking good as well. Um that was the, so that remains a bummer. Um that yes. it worked out for them. Um so He's, he's going to be an annoying player potentially to deal with in the division and also would be very satisfying for the giants, like from their perspective, because of having to deal with like, you know, Deshaun Watson for so long, or sorry, Deshaun Jackson for so long and getting like terrorized by him for them to have their own kind of fast guy that could give problems to everyone. Like that would be such a fre- uh, breath of fresh air. And then the other thing is their first round rookie, Deontay banks. Um, actually right. the note here, says he has struggled in practice it says made a few plays, but he has struggled. So, That's not shocking to me. I think, you know, a cornerback, it's a position where unless like you're Sauce Gardner and you're just amazing from the jump, it could take a little bit of time there. And so I don't think Banks might be amazing from the jump. Um, But the youth of the Giants in this draft class is obviously like a big, a big part of their, you know, can they go from good to great and uh, remains to be seen. Also, you need, you know, that development from guys like Evan Neal and elsewhere. But um, that's all I've seen on the Giants. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but they are still rebuilding. Like, you know, their rebuild was just like, from a success standpoint, really accelerated last year. Um, but, I mean, I think everything is where you want it to be with the Giants. They don't, they're not dealing with the Saquon drama. We already covered that, obviously. Um, That's a big
1: win for them. To-
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like, you know, it's just kind of like football, 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 football for the Giants, which, I mean, is a good thing. Um it it is interesting how I feel like little fanfare they are getting. Like, I do feel, I mean, like some of it is like, it's difficult for the national media to avoid the jets right now. Um, But like, man, they are just like backseat. Like, you know, you turn on NFL network or NFL live, whatever. And like the giants are what, like 15th on the rundown. You know what I mean? Like there's just, and I mean this like in a respectful and positive way, like they're, they're not like interesting right now. There's not like, you know, this morning when I went downstairs to pour this coffee, they were talking about, um, on get up, uh, about this one handed catch that, that a Jets UDFA had. Um, mm-hmm. and like the Giants are getting none of that love. That's my point.
1: Mm-hmm. uh, over in Landover, Maryland, if you will. So
0: so I think the first thing I have to talk about here, um, is, uh, the mighty power and prowess of Josh Harris. Uh, but in all mm-hmm. seriousness, um. Apparently, so again, I like we get kind of lost in our own bubbles, and I'm not at home, so it's difficult to kind of like you know have my normal like things I read and you know what I mean. And I'm on a different time zone. Like I love California; it's amazing, but like I don't know how people live out here. Like it's impossible. I woke up at <laughs> I've, I've woken up at six thirty every day, and I feel so behind. In fact, like you, when you and I scheduled, it's pretty I crazy. Like, I was like, let's do seven thirty, and I was like, okay, I like we're gonna knock this out like super early, and then I was like. That's like 10 30 for BLG. <laughs> it's like, like he's going to have done so much in the day by then. So, um, again, not like an everyday thing for, or an all the time thing for me, but it's nice to be out here. Uh, but anyway, um, so. Have you gone you to you think, In Yeah. Out yet? Um, There is one nearby. Uh, no. Um, but um, I am uh, going to have dinner with some of our colleagues here on Thursday night. So I'm very excited right. about it. Some fellow SB Nationers. Like um, who? So, Drop some uh, I don't want to like dox people. So do that's mean, an, that an offline conversation. Well, i don't know like you know it's people around i don't know it's, it's, it's an offline conversation all right uh, but anyway um the thing i've seen is there have been a lot of people at, at commander's training camp oh, yeah. um like that's the thing like that's i think the biggest storyline is like the the vibes are, are back like mm-hmm. not even high like they exist now you know what it's, i mean it's when a honeymoon force you know Yeah. It's like, oh, good for them. Like,
1: yeah yeah, you know, absolutely. absolutely. Um, there's definitely, and like there is something to that when you talk about like an X factor, I think of the commanders this season, how much will that carry over? Just the fact that like, there's this n- new sense of possibility in stealing. And it's like, oh, like, it's not like we're capped now at the spot where we always were. It's like, this is a new era. This is a new thing. Like we, we have hope and, you know, that'll make you go so far when you don't have the right talent and you know quarterback and everything. But I do think there is some like, well, this is new era. We're playing with some house money here, uh, so I do think they have that going for them. At the same time, you know, it's a bit of a weird situation when your coach is like kind of in a lame duck year and everything. But yeah, I don't think there's any been any kind of major news from Commanders camp. I haven't really seen one way or another um, how Sam Howell or the quarterbacks are doing. Like that's kind of weird. Like I haven't like seen anyone really tweet about that. Uh, at least any that has made any kind of national level. We'll say uh, Jamin Davis. Um, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I mean that's that's not so good. And like, I guess did that only pop up recently? I didn't like even understand like when that popped up. I just saw Hogs Haven, and I was like, wait, what? When did when did it, this come about?
0: Yeah. So apparently he was speeding. Right. Like, like that's the the like Reckless most simplistic driving, way to I put think this.
1: Is the official term.
0: Right. And so um, there was a tweet in there. Uh, they called their all a Twitter roundup. Um, mm-hmm. And the tweet says to so those defending Jamin Davis per uh, J P Finley, who does a great job covering the team. He was going 114 in a residential area at one in the afternoon. Mm. Um, I didn't, I don't, I haven't followed up with the rest of that Jordan Addison story. Remember how he was going like, it was obviously significantly fast, but then there was the story about how he was trying to like get a a dog to like a vet or something. Um, I don't know what the whole story was there, but yeah, this is really difficult to, um, to explain. Um, Nikki Javala, we talk about her a lot. Again, apologies, her last name um, very difficult to pronounce. So uh, we need to get her on at one point, and then you know get some clarity. Yeah, on she's then. pretty good. Uh, she, she's a great she's amazing. Coach. Um, so um, she's one of the best. And she tweeted, "Commanders practice in a nutshell: stacks and motion." And then she capitalized lots with uh, five S's of stacks and wow. motion. Um, I don't know that I buy it on that um here's another tweet from again everybody head to hogshaven.com which if you think about it Brendan, is hogshaven.com i, mean, I have um, thought about favorite. that yes <laughs> early returns from eric Bieniemy's offense a lot of different personnel groupings and a lot of pre-snap motion one thing we're seeing a lot of as well is a lot of bunch and stack formations so i mean the effort's there i mean like you know i think we we, we agree that like we're intrigued you know what i mean like we're, we're ready to see it um it's just now a matter of like proof of concept we need it we need we have the pudding. We need to determine whether or not the proof is in it.
1: I think, it's, yeah, the question is how much value is there in the good vibes and the refresh and everything. I think at some point, you know, again, the talent, the quarterback that comes crashing back down to earth. And the Eric Enemy thing is nice, but like, I don't know. It's It's tough because every team, every fan base, all the young players are going to get better. New coaches, oh, new! They're doing new things. Like I said that, you said that. Like, I, like you know, it's hard to buy into that, you know, fully when everyone has the same level of hope at this time of year. That's what this time of year is all about. It's about being. That's why training camp is fun because you can't lose. You can't really lose any games. You're just running on optimism and vibes and you're excited for the most part, unless you have like some very rare disastrous situation in front of you. Like, I don't right. know if like the Cardinals kind of like, you're, I bet you there's even Cardinal fans who are like, you know what, maybe we're going to be better than people expect. I bet you I bet you there's absolutely Cardinal fans who believe that for some reason. So um, that's just the nature of this time of year. You're allowed to enjoy that. I'm not, that's not a criticism, by the way. I'm not saying like right. step, you're delusional. You're allowed to be a little bit delusional. That's what this time of year is about. You're supposed to get excited for the upcoming season. Uh, that's all I've got. As Kate McAllister
0: said in Home Alone, the original, uh, when talking about Christmas time, it is the season of perpetual hope. Um, mm. That's what uh, what this is. Um, okay, um, so that's it. Uh, next week, we'll have normal, at least as we, as far as we think, um, NFC's mixed Mixtape production and release. Apologies on being one day late. Uh, before we get out of here, Brandon, we do obviously have to add our songs yes. to the NFC East Mixtape playlist. Rachelle was early. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find it. She said her song choice is Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled and Rihanna. I don't know if you know this or not. Rihanna performed at halftime of the Super Bowl that the Eagles lost. Uh
1: yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that was a really good performance, by the way. Great performance. Um, it was it was solid. It was, it was good. It was above average, I would say, for a Super Bowl, as far as Super Bowl standards go. I don't I'm not super familiar with this song, so I have to check that out. Uh, My song that I'm going to add to the playlist this week is one that if you played Madden back in the day, especially might recognize it. I think, I think it was 07. It's I think it's some would consider it to be the strongest Madden music playlist of all time, I believe. And I I believe that it's, it's really good. It is don't hold back by the sleeping. Uh, It's a song that will rock your socks off. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, Are you frozen? Are you just looking down? Okay. No, no, I was. Sorry, you weren't moving at at all, so I couldn't. I was looking at songs.
0: Well, I was deciding between two songs, but um, I mean, I don't remember that song. How does it go? Give us a little reminder, a refresher.
1: You have to listen. I can't do it justice. It would be a crime against humanity for me to try to imitate it, but listen to it. I think you'll like I think you'll recognize it because I know you're a big Madden player. Um, You still kind of are to some extent, even though you hate it uh, for fair reasons. I just wish that football fans could get a better product
0: um but at the same time i love the game and i love playing it and my cousin and i played something that like we sure. shared so i play it every year and buy it every yeah. year it's just, it's just we're oh, stuck man. that's tough um, every year uh, but um okay so that's a great song um well I, I think it's a great song if it's the one i'm
1: i think you're gonna hear it and you're gonna with. be like, oh yeah i remember this i think you'll like it
0: um What's the, um, the song for Man that I'm thinking of? The one that's like, it's like it sounds like a, actually like a record player, like, and then it's like, and baby, don't follow. Yeah, it's Cartel. That's, uh, that's, I that's referred that's, to Cartel. That's, that. that's, that's the beginning to say anything,
1: right? Yeah, say anything okay, okay. parentheses else. Yeah. Else. Yeah.
0: Okay. That, imagine the naming of that song. What if we call it but wait in parentheses, wait for it else? Um, okay. Um, good selection. I'm going to go with a similar time frame ish um so to me uh we're at the time of year where uh it kind of feels like back to school you know what i mean like that's what this kind of feels well, like it you is know. for some people well i know but like it, it takes me back to like that time frame so like it takes me back to like high school and like mm. we're at training camp it takes i was on the drum line in high school when you're on i've made the joke this joke before when you're on the drumline in high school you have to sign something that says at any point in your life where you get the opportunity to say that you were on the drum line you have to do it. um so that's what i've just done um, and so we would have summer band like two or three weeks before school started where we would go like start learning the show um, And it was ridiculous like looking back on it um, But like I'm I'm thinking about the songs that were like in music videos on MTV like that I would put on when I was like getting dressed in the morning or whatever um, And so this is is in that range um, of songs of time uh, Move along by the all-american Reject. speaking of oh, drumming yeah. boom, 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 Just the way it starts is super cool um so um those are our three songs for the week
1: uh i remember people doing like the parody mow the lawn instead of move along because it kind of sounds like that sometimes but yeah good definitely a good song okay let's go mow the lawn uh brandon as
0: we get out of here i would like you to tell us your favorite thing about lawns
1: hmm. i do like cutting grass like i think it's a nice experience <laughs> used to uh i used to man i had a walkman at the time I put on and uh, I used to listen to that while I cut the grass and it was kind of a nice uh, I I like a nice like washing the dishes like an activity like that where you can just put some headphones on and kind of like zone out mentally and kind of just do this task um, that takes about like you know 45 minutes to an hour it's just a good way to kind of I think just escape your mind a little bit sometimes and just shut it off and kind of just you know do something physical so that's all I've got once again.